foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to Katie Says, the podcast that helps you become aligned and well. Join us for conversations with Katie Bowman, biomechanist, creator, and director of the Restorative Exercise Institute, author, teacher, blogger, mother, and total body nerd. Understand the mechanical causes of modern ailments, learn how to fix them, and restore yourself to a more functional state of natural human movement. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. And now, your host, Danny Hammett. Hey, this is Danny, and this is Katie Says. This is an interesting show because we are recording this live at the beach, which stands for the Body Education Alignment Center for Health. That's in Ventura. Actually at the beach, though, kind of. Well, we're kind of We're at kind the of beach. at the beach. We can see the beach. Yeah. I haven't been to the beach yet. I need to get to the beach. What? So I know. Oh, my goodness. I, I got a head cold, so forgive any snorkels, snuffles, or sneezes. And this is being recorded on three different mobile devices, none of which are intended for this, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, and we don't get to do this very often. The reason we're all here is because this is where people that are studying at the Restorative Exercise Institute do part of the final part of their their schooling and testing. Yeah. One of the places. Uh, one of the one of the thing. One of the places. It's beautiful here, and the people here are so cool. I just decided to pin Katie down and make her record a podcast. In my well, free time. In, her, in all her free time. In my free time. Yep. And, then and she, happy to do so. Then she's going to crochet me a hat. But what I... <laughs> what? 
what I in your free time. Right. Okay. Got it. I have to say to Katie and the podcast of Katie says congratulations because Katie says was voted one of the nineteen best health and wellness podcasts by Greatest. That's Greatest with an I S T dot com in their list, and that was picked up by the Huffington Post, and that's a huge honor because we're. We're in there with a bunch of amazing people that are doing amazing things. Like seasoned podcasts. Yeah. Not like, like, really, not like mean, what do we have, 12 under I know, our belt? We're squatted on the floor with phone blocks yeah, and an iPhone yeah. right now. And, uh, but so greatest. Was, it is the greatest, greatest with an I. Greatest.com. Greatest. And you can check that out. So congratulations, Katie, for that. And as well, and you, to Danny. Us. Congratulations to us. And thank and you, everyone who's listening, because that's, yes. that's the real winner here. Yeah. <laughs> who's the heroes? You're the heroes. All right. Okay, so today, Katie and I are going to be talking about boobs. 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 Let's all say it. Boobs. boobs. So it's a boob show, or rather a show about boob health. Every show is kind of the boob show, though. Well, since I we're mean, on because it. we're on it, but yeah. <laughs> right. Breasts. So, it's about breasts. So the first part of the show, we're going to explore what boobs need when we're referring to natural movement. And we'll discuss what are natural and unnatural loads that we are placed on the breasts and what sort of necessary loads are lacking in our modern underwire life. Okay. Uh, the second part of the show will answer some boob health-related questions that concerns folks have about going braless, how to transition to more bra-free time, if you're thinking about going that way, and for you and your boobs, questions you have about you and your boobs. And any other questions people have about our lovely dangly parts. And then Katie, at the end, will hopefully squeeze some, (laughs) squeeze some movement in there to help us put all this new information to work. So maybe if you have a stretch or two. That sounds good. Okay, at the end, I'm going braless in honor of this show. So. I can hear it in your voice, actually. Really? It's like a, it's just a little lower. Yeah. Husky and <laughs> a little. Bowls. That's right. <laughs> head cold, too. Oh. A good question to start with for me that I want to know is, like, how are they hanging there? What is it, ligaments, skin, fat? I mean, oh, that's what? a good question. Well, there's suspensory ligaments there that are holding, I mean, they're in a skin container, which is in a fascial container, but there's also suspensory ligaments, and all of that stuff that I was mentioning before is connected to the muscle between the breast and the rib cage. So lots of different connection systems, I guess, if you will. Okay. So aside from breastfeeding, which we know that's what boobs are for, right? Maybe. I mean, mean, yeah. That's one of the... Well, so what what other kind of natural loads are they designed to... What else are they for besides breastfeeding? Well, who knows what they're for. But I think, you know, we talk about natural movement and in Move Your DNA, I just kind of introduced this idea that you're not moving naturally as well as your parts aren't moving naturally. So what are the most, what are the, what are the loads to the breasts? What are the natural loads to the breasts? And that would be feeling their own weight. Yeah. Right. That's one of them. Um, just you mean by like, well, there's, so there's their own. So it's kind of interesting when you talk about the weight of something, cause that's always from a standing still perspective. So they're under their weight when you're standing still, but also it's natural for them to be moving around as you are. So the more movement you do, it would be natural for your breast to come with you. Right. So Bending, bending over, standing up, dancing. And we're talking like untethered. Right now, I'm just talking about the breast in its natural form, so not with anything. The wild breast. 
the wild, like the breast in the wild. Yes. Yes. I'm surprised there's not more of that. Like the breast galloping across the <laughs> the opening of National Geographic or <laughs> Omaha Mutual. Are you it Mutual Omaha? Well, wild Kingdom. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a total flashback. Yep. So leopards and breasts. Right. And breast leopards. Yeah. And leopards breasts. <laughs> um, so anyway, so movement as you are movement, moving. But then there's... You know, you've got musculature underneath the breast. So the movement of that musculature also moves the breast or doesn't, depending on how much that musculature moves. Like, and in general, you can think about the musculature from the sternum moving, which is, uh, you know, where your necklace hangs, you know, that, that the breast plate or, you know, I'm trying to think of like more layman's terms for for the sternum. But if you find where your a necklace would hang or a chain and find that notch and you tra- travel all the way down to the bottom of the sternum, there's that tip, that zoophoid process. If you trace from, from that sternum out to the shoulder attaching to your humor eye, humerus, one arm, and your both arm, yes. you know, so, you know, your upper arm bone. So there's this, this musculature that's going between there. So that muscle underneath, as it's doing its job, contracting, releasing, it's moving the tissue that's on top of it. And I, I pull that out a little bit because when you think about movement, you tend to think about like big muscles, arms, boobs, but I'm thinking more of the cellular movement. You know, what what is the cell's experience? And so as your, let's just say your pectoralis, your chest muscles are doing what they're doing, they're pushing and pulling on your breast as well. And then breastfeeding is an emotion, you know, there's a movement there as is, so a milk production. So like I separate between the two. So there's making milk. So there's milk, you know, there's milk being produced and coming out and moving out. But then there's also the loads to the nipple. So the baby's busy doing something there. Well, and they're with their little hands when they're kneading. I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's that too. That's not always that fun, but um, it's there, it's happening. So there's there's the there's the mouth kneading. And, you know, the funniest thing I saw was um, there used to be a, a horse on a local ranch, a puppy. We call it the horse puppy. And when it wants milk, or there's cows kind of by us, when they want milk too, they whack their head into the sack. I'm trying to think. So, well, like, there's the udder. Yeah, but for a horse. And there's the teat. Teat. I think it's a teat. The teat. So, so I was just corrected on this one time in class by a veterinarian. She said the the udder is actually the sack, and the teat are the things that you grab. You I grab the teats. You yeah. milk the teats, and it's and the, so it was whacking the udder. Was, I mean, just like wailing on it. So then I didn't feel so bad about my kids mangling, yeah, you know, my breasts. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, there's also temperature. Temperature, right? Temperature. So there's a response to temperature. Um, or excitement, which is all kind of tends to look like the same response. So these are like natural loads. And if you think about them, how many of those natural loads are, have you experienced over a lifetime might be reduced by your temperature controlled environment, um, clothing, bras that are minimizing those types of movement. But then I also like to say too, that the weight of your breast is probably not the natural weight of your breast. What do you mean by that? Well, so it's when you're talking about natural movement and how things occurred in nature, the weight of people's breasts might not be the same natural weight of their breast were they eating a natural diet, right? So so that comes in, I think that becomes important later on when we're talking about, should I shuck my bra? I think it's actually chuck my bra, not shuck my bra, it's not corn. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So should I chuck my bra or not? 
because I want to go natural, it's like, well, there's lots of components of natural. So again, so when I say breast under its own weight, I'm always talking about like it's natural weight. Okay. Um, there might be more, but that's all I can think about I mean, think you guys right ever now. think about like, just like temperature being a natural load to your boobs? Yeah. See, everybody's nodding, so they all agree. Temperature. Temperature. Who would have thought it? Or excitement. Yeah. I mean, those are, resp- I mean, it's responding. Like you, you, you respond in all sorts of, you're move, you're moving lots of different ways besides just, you know, like what you do for exercise. So we talk about like erector pili, the mm-hmm. horripilation, or another word for goosebumps. Those are lots of tiny muscles, millions of muscles all over your body. And the same thing, like parts of your breast are similar in that way. Like they respond to temperature by shifting shape. It's movement, maybe. Now that we kind of have a clear idea of like what those loads are that the breast is designed to take or is, you know, in its natural... Oh, has experienced. Yes, has experienced experience. in its natural state for a long time. What are some things that we do or don't do? What are some, some unnatural loads that we, we place on it or lack of natural movement that we do just in our, our everyday non-mutual of Omaha life? <laughs> Non-wildlife. Yeah, sitting at a desk or, you know... Well, I think it's... I mean, you could probably look at the list that I just gave and you can come up with the things, the person listening. Okay. The millions so. of people listening to this podcast right now can come up with the things that they're doing that are undermining or removing the natural loads. So yes, there are, there's non-natural loads, but then there's also introduction of unnatural loads. So like I talked about like bras, right? So bras lifting or pressing. Um, There's also the lack of arm movement in general. Like reaching, we're only just reaching out in front of us. Well, like, yes, or... I mean, what do you do with your arms the bulk of the time? You're dr- like, you're on your computer, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, what is that position? And then Imagine that you had nothing and had to get everything and imagine what you would be doing with your arms. Yeah, you know? reaching behind me, in front of me, to the side of me. Yes, and, and not even just the position, but the work that you, I mean, you're pulling, yeah, you're pulling you things out, you're, your you're lifting things up and down, you're carrying your kids, you're, you're digging all day for food, you're reaching up and you're clambering to get where you need to go. I mean, we're, we're missing quite a bit. And so as far as like the natural environment to your breast, you're, we're at a, like a seriously compromised environment for sure. And temperature control. I mean, it's a nice, comfortable temperature here inside these walls. You know, there's no mm-hmm. air conditioning on, but most people live in a place where they're not constantly responding to temperature. And we talked about that yeah. next in the ball show, you know, in the ball show, that right. temperature okay. is a, is a, is a big natural load, load or the, or the response response to temperature is a big natural load to these parts. It's true. So as far as, so shoulder movements matter because your shoulder, which I bet a bunch of people wouldn't think about their shoulder being important to their boob, but it is. It's right there. It's right there. So, I mean, that's something to think about. It's more than just the boobs and whether or not you go braless. Yeah. Breast health is larger than the bra. I just think we just think, you know, where everything's a vacuum. Right. And hopefully your breast is not in a vacuum right now. Although I shouldn't judge. Well, you know, what I do in my free time that's is right. your business. <laughs> that's right. But, um, <laughs> but I think that's an easy way to think just that because the first thing we're going to focus on are feet health, we're going to look at the shoes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a natural. Yeah, it is. And it's like, like maybe if I just go braless, but I could go braless and still have my hands out in front of me at the computer all right. day and then commuting for three hours in front of me. Right. And cooking like that, like never yeah. moving, so I wouldn't really be doing 100% of what would be good for my breasts. No, and while a bra is, the, the idea of a bra or reducing the support of a bra is a cool place to start because um, it doesn't take any extra time. You know, if you're talking about how much you're using your arms mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, that changes a lot. It, it requires a larger 
change of your of the way that you live, but changing your bra just change it's just putting something different on in the morning or taking something off earlier. It's not like you have to add any more reps. Yeah. To your life. There's no more reps. That's true. That being said, there's a lot of people when we get to the questions, I bet there's a lot of people who like there's no way I could take off my bra. It's like fine. That's so let's do these other things. Let's talk about shoulder health and arm motion. And and so it's I think that if you can think about your breasts as a part of your shoulder girdle instead of as something like some sort of frosting on top of your body that's not related to anything else, <laughs> you can improve your breast health by improving the environment of where it lives. That's awesome. Frosting. It's not just breast frosting. frosting. Yeah, that's a good way to think yeah. about it. So, so you can go you can go multiple ways with that. You know, it's like I can't live without my bra or I just, I need my bra. Right. I'm not comfortable depending right. on, you know, how I feel about that. But there's still things that I can do about it. And, well, we can just move into questions now. We're sure. about at that time. But for people that, well, are there spit health benefits? Spit it out. I'm going to spit it out. Are there health benefits to wearing a bra? I don't know. I don't know. If you're, I mean, bras talk- aren't that old. Bras are pretty new. Also, um, you know, again, if we talk about natural, I mean, uh, natural load or the weight of the breast, what if your breast is unnaturally heavy, Mm -hmm. in which case the breast is providing support? I'm sorry, the bra bra is providing support. So uh, I think you can usually find a benefit to something. However, it's kind of like an orthotic, right? Your bras, in that case, like the bras are like an orthotic. They're supporting a structure of you that's not functioning right, Mm -hmm. you know, big air quotes around, you know, correctly or the word right, but that for a lot of people it could bring about relief. But when you look about at your relationship with the bra, there's a chance that you might have slapped it on before you ever needed it. Like, and so are we training our breasts to be out of shape? Like, that's my, that's my question. You know, people are worried right. about the questions like, what about like, what's going to collapse? They need to be str- well, support. Yeah, that's, that's the number one concern and fear right. that came up is, is, are my boobs going to droop? Are they going to be down at my knees? Like, uh, the, you know, the ladies in National Geographic. Yeah. Um, no, you know, that's so funny because we talked about this before yes. about the pictures that everyone goes to look at in National Geographic. Yes. I happened to stay um, over New Year's at this rustic cabin and it was stuffed full of National Geographic. No, no like like a whole room, like hoarder we were style. just talking about that. Hoard, hoarding oh. of National Geographic's from the Did you pour 50s and 60s. Them? I read all of them. I read all of them. That's how much okay. fun I am on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and you're making fun of me for my boobs in a vacuum. No, I should have done that okay. instead. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a better way to spend my so you New read Year's all Eve. of them. Did you come across all of any of those pictures we talked about? I came across the pictures of lots of boobs, and none of them were droopy. So I'm wondering if it's not a small, if it's like kind of like um, a cliche. Like if there are some pictures of mm-hmm. droopy boobs somewhere, because I looked at a lot of boobs on New Year's Eve. Hordes of breasts, <laughs> you know, in different, um, I love National wow, Geographic. Wow, I played yeah. Twister with my kids yeah, into bed. I know. Okay. So we have our own version of fun. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, so you I didn't think, find those. Well, so I mean, not to say that they're not there. I've seen those pictures too. It's mm-hmm. just that everyone goes to this picture and says, "I don't want that." It's like, let's look at lots of breasts. You know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. No, you need to see them all. An old boyfriend told me that. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Okay, so the boob sag. Maybe you're saying then, if I went out and I took off my bra, that eventually my they might be able to hold themselves up if I use the muscles underneath. Yeah, so enough, like you, getting, you have to think about the whole picture. Yeah. It's always whole body with me, right? So every time the question is like, we can talk about boobs, but I'm always going to be talking about whole body again. So I'm just saying that your the state of your breast has to do with your whole body movement and your diet 
and and what you do all of the time. It's not really, again, just what's happening on the front of your chest. And so your suspensory ligaments, like how are they supposed to work if they never actually get to feel the load of your breast? Right. But maybe your breast is too large, in which case you can downgrade the support. You can slowly, you know, it's like I'm, I just, this book, I have my next book's coming out, Transitioning Well to Minimal Footwear. Because we have this idea of like barefoot's natural, so take off our shoes and we run around and we get injuries. Because there's this transition period needed. You have to slowly give back the work to the feet. So same thing, you have to slowly give the work to the tissues of the breasts. And you also have to strengthen the muscles that are part of the breast support system, which is your shoulder girdle. So maybe maybe it's upper body work or hanging for you before you think about Mm-hmm. ditching the bra on that note then would a bra or a boob ever be too big i mean if it could be if the suspensory ligaments and the muscles could be conditioned to hold it well you can, tissue doesn't oh, endlessly I mean, adapt tissue doesn't endlessly adapt so oh. I, I do think you can have a breast i do think you can have an unnaturally for you large breast okay. not to say that everyone should have the same breast size it's just again relative to yourself is your breast your natural size you know it's like what are the factors that influence breast size? And I would, if I could make a mechanical list, and then there's a whole bunch of things that I don't even know to include about what's influencing the breast size. How many of those are affected by lifestyle and you know being in the tank, so to speak? Because right. like we're, we're our breasts are totally in the tank. They are. They're in a tank. It's a breast tank. It's a tank full of breasts. <laughs> Which is the best might zoo be ever. Maker. Oh my gosh. I don't know. That might be good. Dude, we need to ditch this podcast thing and open up the breast tank. I know. You come up with all these good ideas. It'd be on the greatest list. Yep. Top one best place to go for New Year's Look Eve. A breast tank. Breast tank. Would you be like bobbing or watching them? Depends or, on what the know. tank's full of. Or if like with dolphins, you could go in. <laughs> it's like ride the breast. You, <laughs> you could take a picture. Yeah. Or like ride the breast for yeah. five minutes. With your yellow life preserver. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad you can't see what we're doing with our hands because. Good stuff. Well, it's kind of misleading. It makes yeah. me think like I. Oh like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was pretending I was in the tank. Only you could see what I'm doing with this motorboat right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, focus. You're, we should not have an sorry. audience. We need to not have an audience. We really need to no, get back to doing fun. this on they're our own. Fun. So anyway, more questions. <laughs> oh, so we have a ton of questions. We already answered those questions, and I, I was talking to some people here, and there's all sorts of different bras. There's athletic bras, underwear bras, um, I don't know, push-up bras. There's all sorts of things out there. What do you wear? I wear, typically, typically when I wear, I wear a bra a lot of the time, and it's always a sports bra. I don't own anything now that's not a sports bra. I don't have any push-up or underwire bras, so and nothing it, fancy. It could be fancy. It could it's be not. sporty and fancy. It's sporty, right. It's, it's sporty. Yeah, it's sporty. So for underwires, it's a lot of people wear underwires. Yeah. Um, and they're comfortable for a lot of people. They're uncomfortable for a lot of us. Mm. And there's concerns about that stiffness obstructing like lymph flow or what was the question? It was electromagnetic flow or The something? flow of electrons. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you... I don't know. So I don't know anything about the flow of electrons um, based on something putting on, on the body externally. Um, and as far as the flow of lymphatics, you know, it's, I, again, I don't know about the flow of lymphatics from external pressure, such as an internal system. However, if the external device is limiting or changing the loads to the body underneath that, you know, that can be a, that can be a potential effector of lymphatic function, I guess. Okay. For me, 
the way that I see things like like lymphatic flow is tied up to, again, the health and the use of your musculoskeletal system. I don't see it as really a separate system. So it would fall under, like if you wanted to improve the lymphatics of your breast, you have to improve the musculoskeletal function of your shoulder girdle. That again, it's not like the breasts, the breast lymphatic system is dependent on shoulder motion, arm motion, right. shoulder so motion. Right, like before, it's not any one thing. It has to all Right, right. And so, I mean, does, I haven't worn an underwire bra for years. Something tells me that you did this the way you said that question, like it's uncomfortable for some of us. So do you wear one ever? No, okay. not for oh, years. All right, all right. Yeah. So I wonder... I mean, is I would we should have done some research. We should have actually been changing bras during this podcast, kind of like you know with the Oscars. They're changing oh, yeah. dresses. Yeah. The hosts are changing dresses, so we could talk about it. But I wonder if underwire from memory. Isn't well, it's underwire. You know, I mean, it could limit rib cage motion, right? Yeah. So if it's if it's pressing on the rib, and then you have muscles in between the ribs that are supposed to be moving the ribs kind of individually, which is part of the lymphatic system. You had a lot of lymph nodes running down the sternum. Well, that you could know. just be any too tight bra or yes. fitting bra. But, you know, wire is more pressure. Yeah. Wire is more pressure. Yeah. For sure. That's true. And that's, I think that's number one is if you're going to wear a bra, just be comfortable. Yeah. Be comfortable in it. Well, if you're going to, but you know what? Comfort means different things to different people. A lot of people are comfortable by the way they look in their clothes. Like there's a discomfort that comes from not looking a certain way. So I don't want to, I don't want to leave those people out. But if you're hearing this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to reduce the unnatural loads to my breasts. You could swap out an underwire for something with a little less structure, in which case you're still feeling supported or feeling comfortable about appearance, you know, because so much of it is about how it looks for other people's mm-hmm. other people's comfort. You know, maybe you don't care about how it looks, but and that's you're a whole cultural that's a issue. Whole that's separate. a whole thing. Yeah, that we could just talk about for hours. We could, but I can't change the culture. No, I couldn't yeah. change the culture, um, but I can help you change your bra. Can yeah. we talk about that then? Yeah, do it. I wear an underwire, and I just, I don't want it anymore, but I still maybe want to wear a bra, or maybe I want to go braless all, you know, at night and on the weekends, just like a barefoot shoe, I suppose I should transition, right? Yeah, there's a transition, right? So you're, you're having to slowly give the loads to your tissues so that they can respond and become stronger. So... The easiest thing to do is put your bra on later and take it off sooner. That's when you're at home. Um, A lot of people sleep in their bra. You can stop sleeping in your bra because the loads are pretty small um, compared to like standing and and jogging or Mm -hmm. whatever else that you're doing. Work on your shoulder girdle mechanics. Again, that like that and move your DNA. There's that whole swinging, hanging section, you know, get your upper body stronger so that you can change, you know, like a lot of people say, I don't like, I don't like the shape of my breast when it's without a bra. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what's your strength of your shoulder girdle look like? Because the shape of your breast will change. Because that can change. And I think that's important. That's yeah, huge. To, that's to, huge. To that's a huge thing to do. Known. Yes. It's not is just. That, that can change. So Move Your DNA is a fantastic book. Anyone with a human body should read it. But just say, I'm listening right now. I'm at my desk and I just want to know, well, you're saying increase my shoulder girdle movement. What does that mean? So what can I do just right now at work? Yes. With your bra on or off, your choice. Well, I am in a cubicle, so I'll keep it on. Okay. Party pooper. <laughs> yeah. All right. No vacuums in a cubicle? Anyway, so hold your hands behind you. Grip your hands behind you. Link your fingers behind you. And um, if you're sitting and you don't want to stand up, because it would be too conspicuous that, you've, that you're listening to a podcast at work. <laughs> just weird. Um, 
let your arms fall over your head. So you have to bend forward. So you can either just sitting in your chair, let your chest go to the top of your legs and, and let it come over. Or I'm going to stand up. You can stand up and let it go all the way over. Oh, so good. There's a lot of people. Li- girl needs a lot of work. There's a lot of people listening in this studio audience on their backs, not doing this exercise. It's weird. <laughs> it's even weirder that we're talking about them like they're not here. Uh-huh. Some of them are doing it. That's good. Some. Oh. Now, the, so a lot of people have done this stretch, right? And if you feel like if you can't get to your hands, if you're like my shoulders are so tight. Yep. So she's got her hands linked behind. Yes, her, they're kind like of linked behind me, like, like I'm weaving them. Yeah. Grab, grab a, a strap or a belt or a scarf or a broom or anything that lets you um, get your hands closer together. Then if you did make it to your hands though, switch the hand holding, hold your hands the uncomfortable way and do it Mm. again because it changes. I'm doing it right now, it feels good. All right. And so that's something that you could do right now. Yeah, anyone. Which anyone, which is awesome. You don't have to have like breasts to do this. This is, I mean, everyone needs to work more on the shoulder girdle. And everyone needs a healthier shoulder so, girdle. Yep. So you can do that and then read the book and get further into other things you can do. I mean, you shouldn't go out and just hang on monkey bars if you haven't done that. No, every, everything's like stepwise. Four, but, everything's you know, stepwise. This is a good first, first uh, step, I think, yeah. to do it and to realize where you're at with that. Um, and and that's it. That's yeah. it. You've got to stretch and knowing now that the health of your breasts isn't just nutrition or what you're putting on them. It's a whole body thing. Everything it's the is movement. Everything that happens is. Yeah. and and the loads we place on them. So this was fun. If you found that informative, then look for the, our next episode, which is the. The ball show. The ball show. Yep. So dangly bits for both boys and girls. We yeah. cover it all. And everyone in between. Bump, bump. Shh. Or Thanks we shouldn't cover it all. That's Dang what it. we'll talk about. Dang it. That's what we'll talk about. All right. So thanks for listening. Have a good walk. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit Katie Bowman's edutaining blog, katiesays.com. For books, online classes, downloads, and continuing educational courses with Katie, visit the Restorative Exercise Institute at restorativeexercise.com. Her most anticipated book, Move Your DNA, will be available in September 2014. You can learn more about Danny Hemet at moveyourbodybetter.com and dannyhemet.com.